Have you seen my new iPhone? <laughs> it's, uh, I know, it's cool. Kids don't uh-huh. know how to use that. They don't know what it is. We, uh... <laughs> There's an iPhone XS, right? This is the new latest iPhone. <laughs> um, they said they'll make it larger, right? We have, uh, because we have with us youth expert, I'm going to test him out to see <laughs> how, how um, you know, Kamran, Dr. Dean, by the way. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I'm going to test you to see how in with the youths you are, if you know the latest stuff. So this is the latest, uh, I think, uh, iPhone. The thing is, it'll be difficult to steal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's why they, uh, that's why um, they designed it that way. Yeah, I think all the apps you've got with this phone, think about the apps yeah. you've got. Um, it's got... It's it's also um, like when you put the alarm app on it. <laughs> like uh, it's app? for it's for it's for people who don't want to you know, like sleep for long periods of time. So the alarm app. <laughs> that's that's the alarm. But if you if you have an emergency, you want to call the police. It takes three days to, <laughs> to call <laughs> to call the police. That's why that's really why crime uh, reporting has gone up. <laughs> Because before it took ages to call the police, <laughs> and um, but so now it's just yeah, I like the Wi-Fi connection yeah. there. Nice, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Wireless. So if if you're if you're on the podcast that we've got an old seventies phone, if you're thinking yeah. what's going on it's here, two uh, guys in their in their mid twenties <laughs> talking about youth issues. We're talking about youth issues. Mid twenties. <laughs> yeah. right, I'm going to test right. you. Okay, go gonna, I've got I've got this website up called. Um, Actually, I'm not going <laughs> to... Don't mention this it. This is uh, inappropriate, yeah. right? Well, I'm going to... It's basically... Uh, it's where I go to learn the latest slang that the youths are you, you get me engaging in. You get so me I'm going to test time. you. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's, what does Mary Poppins mean? Mary Poppins? No idea. A Mary Poppins yeah. is a well-composed slash happy person. Oh... You know, I came across that. Or to do something well slash flawlessly. Oh, you're a Mary Poppins. Yeah. For example, oh, how did you do on that test? Oh, I'm Mary Poppins that. Oh, you're going to embarrass me now. You're going to embarrass me, man. I'm going to give you an easy one. What does uh, blood fire mean? Blood fire is, 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 you know, when you want to praise something you know excessively like you think this is sick this like this is done this is amazing okay (laughs) Okay, should we give him that blood fire oops that's the one (laughs) you got the right one Um, Uh, what uh what about uh boss man boss man is like i'll give you two i'll give you two choices right yeah boss man refers to a somebody who is your line manager at work yeah (laughs) Or B, uh, a, a takeaway shop employee. No, none of them. Boss man is again. It's it, you know if you if you're the guy that you want to like. Let's say you gave me a free phone, right? Your, your iPhone. Like you could borrow it for a week. You're a boss man, bro. No, that's incorrect. Really? I am a boss man. I know. But but you know, it, boss man is respect. the preserve yeah. of um, takeaway uh, <laughs> takeaway yes, shop boss. employees. Yeah. So, for example, yeah, yeah, for chicken man, shops. Yeah, boss man, you know me and a boss man. Yeah, me but, and a few but extra you, trips, boss man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. 
the, the thing is, when you go to chicken shops, when you used to go to chicken shops and say, can I have chicken chips, bruv? And uh, can I have uh, some extra chips, please, boss? Yeah, yes, boss. Yeah. And the extra <laughs> chips bit is when you say boss. But the boss thing man. with urban dictionaries or, or youth slang, it changes all the time. Yeah. So in the last 10 years, every month you've got to have a new tafsir on it, right? You've got to know the latest slang. Yeah. And it changes from Manchester to London. It's always different. What's the craziest uh, or most shocking, apart from Mary Poppins? Yeah. What's the craziest uh, thing you've ever heard a kid say? Oh, I can't say it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a <laughs> beep yeah. soundtrack thing. Yeah, you'd have to get the beep. But mm. um, it, it does evolve. I, I mean... Uh, it used to be like creasing used to be like um laughing yeah yeah i still say that you still say that <laughs> do you yeah but i mean it just changes so quickly you got to keep up it's quite you know? it's quite impressive though it's quite poetic you know how how yeah, there's, like, there's like uh, so many yeah. uh, like pagans and pa- pagan. they love the word pagans militant <laughs> you know pagan um you know you think that's because there's a lot of muslim Ye- youth in the uh, I, kind I, of uh, I, putting some tawheed <laughs> oh, that's a pagan man. Nothing to do with Tawheed. Why are you worshipping a stone? <laughs> pagan, pagan. They call the police pagan sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah, it's all kinds of yeah. Is it because it sounds like bacon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nothing to do with bacon. It's just um, the way they come up with uh, yeah. different words. It, it just comes from the street, really. If somebody mm. makes up a word, and then that's but that's how that, that's, that's how language works. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But that's peak. You know, it's not good. And I think peak means something of your highest achievement. You know, yeah. everything seems like the opposite. That's Sick, why I say it's quite, horrible. it's quite, uh, it's quite poetic almost. It right. is. Well, it, well it, and it's, it's a lot of. Uh, it's ingrained you know, into rap music. Yeah. And so if you're listening to rap music, especially UK scene, like not the mainstream sort of Snoop Dogg and all that that you used to listen to, <laughs> <laughs> but more <coughs> UK grime and, and and all that drill and all that stuff. If you're listening to that, and the older Muslim parents are thinking, what's drill? Drill is something you make a hole with in the wall. But, but this is what they make a hole with <laughs> in, into your mind. They do. And I mean, insert some wh- why, why is good drill, positive messaging. But why is drill music allowed? It glorifies gangs, stabbings. So in the rap music, they say, I stabbed this guy. I'm going to get him next time I see him. I'm making money from the drugs. And this is on YouTube. Mm. And only glorifies crime. Gangs and it's not banned. How crazy is that? How stupid! I mean, I remember that? reading an article about um, the in the United States that some people um, coinciding with the rise of private uh, privatized prisons. Yeah, they were pushing some gangster rap music and the glorification of crime and violence and stuff. They will. I, I tell you something really interesting uh, with the. The ghettos that we've always seen in the Hollywood films in America, you know, the, the black ghettos and all mm. that. Um, I remember like when I was in Texas, I, I, was on, uh, I went for work and I said to the cab driver guy, can we go down to, this, to, to the mall? He said, we can't go through this neighborhood, it's too dangerous. And I remember, just to tell you about how dangerous it is, people won't even drive down there. And I remember, um, a documentary about the ghettos, right? And we've got the ghettos now here. The same culture. So we've got ghettos in the UK now, mm. stabbing. We don't have guns, so we have knives, right? But the culture is the same, gang culture, affiliation. And the thing is that the ghettos in America, the, the documentary was filming these guys, and they said, look, <coughs> we're just normal people, right? 
but we're under pressure to always be gangsters, bad boys. We, we, now I want to pick my daughter up and kiss her, mm. but we're dehumanized. We're rappers, so we got to be always tough and hard, but we just want to do normal things. Mm. But the pressure on us is to always be tough. Mm. So I'll tell you what happened to me just in two Texas. days ago. No, not in Texas, here. Oh. Two days ago, someone smashed into my car. Smashed into my car and I had my projector and some expensive stuff, my equipment, all in the back. It's my fault because I left everything on display. I had an Amazon box. Now, got CCTV camp outside the house because we're Asian. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not plugged into anything. <laughs> it's not recording. <laughs> it was luckily recording. Normally it isn't. <laughs> guy oh, what's your address? <laughs> the guy comes, smashes the window, takes my uh, equipment. Uh, that I use for events uh -huh. and stuff, yeah. and my Amazon box, which was my son's sweatshirt, right? Takes it, uh, runs away. I get up in the morning, I've got, uh, got to go to work, and it's 6 a.m., my dad calls me, some uncle down the road saw it, and looked outside, the window's broken, things are gone. Mm. I've got to go to work, so I go to the police station on the way, report it, and the police state officer goes, you know, you don't have, uh, you didn't bring the CCTV, I said, I'm getting late for work. Take it, um, go to work, come back. And then one of my friends comes and goes, look, I know there's some guys around here. Let's have a look. Because a projector to a ute is useless, yeah. right? What are they going to do with it? So we, we started looking everywhere for this stuff. So assuming that they probably threw it around some back alley or something. Done it like a, a mile walk. Couldn't find it. Then said at the end of the road, at the end of my road is a restaurant. And there's an alleyway and they hang out there. And these are like gang youth that do like knife crime, drugs and everything. I w went down, walked around, all, checked all the bins, everything. And then I saw the alleyway. And at the end of the alleyway, I saw my bag. Mm. And emotionally, I just ran for my bag. Even though I'm, I'm a youth worker, I normally, you know, relate to them, talk to them, you know, really calmly, joke with them. I just ran for my bag as I saw my bag. I ran there and then 10 of them grabbed me. Literally grabbed me, manhandled me, pushed me, bruised me here, put me on the floor. And I said, guys, calm down, calm down. I just, that's my bag. And he goes, well, it's not yours. I said, look, I can tell you what's inside it. And the bag was empty except for two things that were left in it. And I said, look, this is mine. You've got to give it to me. And they go, um, well, it's not. It's somebody else's. I said, who? And they gave me the name of the guy. Go, he got arrested last night. I said, well, do you know where the stuff is inside? And they go, we don't know. So I go back to the police station. So I found my bag, so half my stuff is there. There's nothing we can do about it. They sent four times, they sent police vans there. But, and I was there when they came. This is the end of the road, I could hear the sign. Mm. So look, I've got half the evidence. Can you just go and look for my stuff? It's going to be in the alleyway. Because they've got old derelict cars, they're sleeping in the cars and mm. stuff. Nothing happened. So this is a really interesting bit about youth work. Um, nightfall. They're all banned from the area, but the police vans keep coming because they're causing trouble, they're getting drunk, they're messing with the restaurants around down the road. So about 9, 10 o'clock at night, I decide to go down there myself. And my dad says, don't go, it's dangerous. Mm. So don't worry, inshallah, I'll be fine. Go down there, and there's one guy there. He's in an old seven-seater, like American seven-seater, and he sleeps there. He's been there for a month. Younger. Uh, younger. He's about 20. And uh, so genuinely caring about him just as a human being some of them are muslim some are not muslim but it doesn't matter i'm like why are you here why do you sleep here because i'm a mum in the council state i never saw my dad all the, his whole story 
I said, look, um, I want my stuff as well, but I also want to know his story. So I go, are you hungry? Because I'm starving. And I said, look, you're a drug dealer, right? And you're doing it because you think you make 500 pounds a week. But look at you. You're homeless. You've got no, you, you smell. You're hungry. Is it really paying <laughs> off? trying to get stabbed here. <laughs> <laughs> and is it really worth it? No, so I was you told a drug dealer he smells bad. I said but then what happened? <laughs> Not, no. and then you heard a <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I could use that Yeah, <laughs> I know context now. It worked, it, it Proper context So I said are you hungry So I went got him some chips Some vinegar and From ketchup Bossman. From Bossman yeah. <laughs> Two pounds For two pounds He gave me half of my stuff back Because he knew where it was hidden It was under a concrete slab But for two quid We did what probably cost our government mm. 20,000 pounds in those four bands coming again These and again names. and it cost two quid and a human conversation with the youth instead of like the hard-handed you know all the radios on and scaring them but you talk to youth as a human being mm. and you get to know their story why they're drug dealers what happened to them I'm not saying what they of course what, because actually the guy that stole my stuff he went in prison the police called me he's mm. in for eight crimes Mm. He attacked three police officers, massive bruises on their arms. Really violent guy, um, stealing phones. And mine was the ninth crime he did that, that, in that time. Mm. So he's not even getting convicted for mine because the CCTV wasn't good enough. Don't yeah. buy cameras from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is here, we've lost that human connection. So yes, they're, they're a mischief, they're a trouble. Our houses are getting, you know, uh, broken really into. It's really powerful yeah. point though, like the... It cost you two pounds and some a few minutes of your time. Yeah. But it cost the government thousands of pounds in exactly. trying to absolutely and imagine if that time that money was spent, um, like for example Akala, for example, in his book. Yeah. He mentions how um not a fraction of a tiny fraction of what is spent on prisons is actually spent upstream on youth services and activities not at for all. young people. Not at all. Uh to get into. Um, so you wait until they become there's some problems yeah. that come up, rather than and then spend loads of money trying Every, to fix the Everything in our society is based on symptom relief. Nothing is about prevention. Even with healthcare, yeah. youth work, everything's about oh you've got diabetes now. Here's a pill, yeah, yeah. insulin, blood pressure high or low. Nobody looks at why is it happening in the first place. Yeah. Why are these kids going that way? Why are they? The reason this is happening, um, if you look at the education. Uh, the schooling system, right? Mm. You see some schools in the ghettoized areas, dreadful attainment levels, yeah? There's no motivation to study, but the biggest cause, and this is what I'm working on right now in terms of training, um, is when you have conflict in families. So mm. parental conflict is the biggest reason. Strong. The number one recruit for drug dealers are kids whose dads are not around. So they're looking for a role model, looking for affiliation, looking for a group. But what I want to talk about today is when people are watching this thinking, oh, gangs, nothing to do with me. I'm Muslim and we're, we're all going to grammar schools and university. But actually, if you're not a drug dealer, you're a drug consumer. And our Muslim youth are consuming cannabis like no man's business. Yeah. yeah. So th th whether you're selling, if you're not, if you're at Oxford, you're consuming it. You know? yeah. So everyone's in that cycle if you're youth. Weed is now the new cigarette. You know, weed is normal. Every kid can get hold of weed now. Or they know somebody that can supply it. So th 
what I don't want people to think is, oh, this podcast is about youth on street corners, nothing to do with me. But every Muslim youth and non-Muslim youth is affected by this culture. It's, it's part of a broader kind of absolutely. economy it's, it's, and that yeah, kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's, that's just drugs, but then if you look at the whole Muslim youth situation right now, it's a crisis. I mean, you were at the event, but it's a crisis mm. beyond um, what anyone is actually looking at. I, I'm saying it's way beyond. This is the end of British Muslim in terms of who we are, because um, culturally uh, or in terms of our value system, it's all gone down the pan. Uh, marriage is optional now. Our youth, are, a lot of our youth are, are becoming loners. So whether that's because of mental health or just life choices, so they're, they're getting jobs and moving out from their parents' homes, living mm. on their own, and they're going to live like, like loners. Yeah. So these are societal changes that we haven't realized happened, which I've been looking at Britain last 10 years. Britain is the loneliness oh. capital of Europe. Uh, it is, but, our, but what we think is, like Avengers Endgame, we've got this force field to protect us, that we're immune because we're Muslim. Spoiler alert. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I know, know, nobody has yet. <laughs> it's not out yet. <laughs> I know you guys well, have yeah. your ways in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uncle, uh, Uncle Pervez <laughs> with a <the laughs> film crew in the back of the cinema. <laughs> Told you film. Yeah. Um, so he turns around and he says, well, watch this part, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> end game. It is, it's end game for... Uh, where, where the thing is, you know, with, yeah. with, with youth workers like yeah. yourself, you guys are on the front line um, sh looking at some of society's failings, yeah. similar to I put you in the same category as people who work in NHS mm. and A and E in particular. Uh, in the police, they mm. see what happens on Friday nights, Saturday yeah. nights on the streets. Yeah. Um, social <laughs> workers or people who do fostering. My s my, uh, my sister, she does fostering, for mm. example, and she gets really sad cases yeah. of kids. Yeah. You know, mum's alcoholic, dads yeah. don't know who their dad is. Mm. Um, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, we don't really get a picture of that if we're not in those yeah. areas. If we just think, we just watch TV, watch the news. Yeah. And because okay. this isn't news, mm. it's not really news. You're right. But, uh, but that, that, that's, you know, that's society's crumbling. You're absolutely right for youth workers, grassroots youth workers, yeah. but my work's different. My work is with the parents as well, with the community, with the mosques, community centres, schools, universities, everything. So give us some it's ideas different. of of statistics right because you know if someone works in a and e mm. they're going to think wow there's so many sick people yeah right but that's because S of so that um the, the the sample that they're looking at yeah is disproportionately more sick than everyone else because yeah. they work in a &E. but i'm not talking about is it could it be the case that because you're called in when there's a problem yeah like, and like imams <laughs> and stuff as well right because like when you when you're, you're imam in a mosque or something, or even a visiting imam when, when I go somewhere, um, a lot of people come saying, oh, can you talk to my kids or my son's, yeah. my daughter's addicted to uh, Instagram yeah. or my son, you know, he's, he doesn't listen to me. And you're going to five minutes, Yeah, you? so yeah. like you, yeah. you bring the kids to the mosque <laughs> or whatever, can you fix <laughs> this problem, please? Read something on him and it's done. Yeah. yeah, but do we have an idea of scale? Is that like yeah. a majority, a minority? Is uh, that it's, 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 in your Acro opinion? Across the board. It's not my opinion because I've ten, 10 years of surveys. Yeah. Focus groups, surveys, qualitative data, quantitative data, uh, online surveys. Mm -hmm. It is across the board, Muslim youth, 
they are mainstreams. And, and I'm not talking about in, yeah. it's necessarily a bad thing. There's good things and bad things about that. Like our, our kids, they're not dodgy, like our dodgy uncles from back home sometimes we used to have. A, uh-huh. We all had a dodgy uncle, didn't we? <laughs> but they're not, they're very honest kids. British yeah. Muslim kids are very honest, straightforward. But they're highly sexualized. Mm. You go to any university campus here, and Muslim youth are doing what everyone else is doing. You know, I've on three separate occasions at three separate ISOCs, the youth students have told me the head of ISOCs themselves was in the nightclub themselves. Mm. On three, if it was Giving one place, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but the point is not their fault, it's a society they live in. So you go to university, you're at campus, and you, you, you're, you know, you're 300 miles away from home. There's no one to snitch on you. There's no yeah. auntie going to ring your mum up. And everyone's at the club. It's fresh as the air. It's the time of your life. It's Janet Fredos. You enter. You can drink and dance <laughs> and enjoy yourself. You enter the gates of paradise. It's fresh as fresh as Uni, you're young. You have hormones. You've been sexualized all your life. And the music film. And, and you don't go to the nightclub because you're Muslim. You're in the dorms. Week one, week two, week three. Week four, your friend says, I'm going. And you say, no, I'm, I'm a good Muslim. I'll be go to weekend school. Week six, our girls and boys are in the club. And nobody seems to care or understand that. We just think, just because you're Muslim, you're not going to do that. You're on the religion of your friends and the environment that you're in. You're going to be impacted by it. And the, the interesting thing is this, that with every aspect of life, uh, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to our lifestyle, our trends, we have adapted everything. You know, EDL has nothing to be worried about. We completely integrate. <laughs> really, you know. Assimilated. We have, we have assimilated. Our, our kids, um, they don't have that. Um, I give that example and I'll give it again, but um, like my dad had a stroke six months ago, nine months ago. Um, and I'm there, I mean, I, I'm there, you know, my brother and sister taking him around, helping him walk, physio, buying exercise bikes, taking him out. And I'm thinking, would my kids do that for me? And what I'm seeing with this new generation is that they're the type of generation that we've raised because of all this positive parenting, which has gone crazy and able. And we've over-parented our kids, nothing more positive parenting. We've over-parented them that they can't handle life and they're having all these issues with mental health. But back to my dad's case, I'm thinking, are our kids the type that if me or you had a stroke, God forbid, or, or became ill or bedridden, our kids would come, bring us a lovely expensive car and the bouquet of flowers and kiss us on the forehead, say, uh, love you, dad, and, and go. Or drop us a care, or go. That's it. But they won't leave their lifestyle or their holidays or whatever. You know, we're in I think, is it because maybe Muslims don't have their own sense of identity or a, a, a counter-culture? To be proud of that, this is, we look after our parents. Like when I was young, yeah, I would never think of dropping uh, an old old man in a kiln or something. Yeah, because yeah. I valued, my, you know, obviously the Islamic side of it, but generally, your culture. I find it yeah. kind of yeah. important. Yeah, that you're discussing that someone you looked after you knew, young, you just yeah. let them go in their time of need, but. Is there a cultural aspect as well? Maybe Muslims don't have that 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 counterculture to identify with, yeah. and, and that those things are just part of some yeah, right, yeah. culture. We haven't clearly identified our own identity. Uh, we're not clear on the British identity. We're not clear at all. 
I'll give you an example. If you, I went to the Muslim food festival. So my job is to observe everything, analyze, reflect. That's all I do all the time. I'm observing you right now. <laughs> and at the, you, feel? <laughs> you haven't used the sound effects at all, you're failing us. <laughs> the Muslim Food Festival uh, happens every year. It's a really cool place. British youth go there a lot. It's an Instagram place, it's a snap place. And the pizza that sold out was the bacon one. Yeah, okay. You might think, ha oh, Is it a Muslim food festival? Just it, no, it's halal bacon, right? It's a turkey bacon. Oh, okay. uh, turkey bacon with pepperoni. But that tells me a bigger... The only tubs are still full. Exactly, with, with, the, with the younger kids. <laughs> the point is not about halal and haram. I'm talking about the mindset, the culturing, uh, our values. The stuff that comes with... It's baggage that comes with the, the, the apparent parts of the yeah. culture. Per, yeah, personally, I think it's part of the, the missing out, or I wish I knew what it is. But I actually love it. And I can't eat a, a bacon flavored pizza. I, I don't know, I'm brown or whatever it is. Um, but it, there's lots of trends like that. So, for example, marriage is no longer something you must do, it's optional now. So, it's not, we've always had this discussion about marriage that, that, uh, oh, I can't find anybody, brother. Find me a sister, brother. Find me brother. It's nothing to do with that. It's a, it's the mindset. It's the culturing. Because, and I'd say it again, like when you go to work, right? I know you've never worked, but <laughs> you're, a, you're a blogger, blogger, PlayStation player, whatever. But it, when you go to work, you will see commonly all races, all religions. There's women who are hit 30, 40, 50 who never got married. They were too career driven, and they never got married, right? But how Muslim girls are in that category now, we didn't realize that. We were asleep. So it's normal for our Muslim sisters now, and brothers, to not be married and have no problem with it. I said, well, well, it's not fun, it's not compulsory. But it's okay if somebody wants to be single or somebody's divorced, it's not a crime, it's not a problem. It's a problem when the whole Muslim community becomes the norm. And today it's the norm. Where 36.5% of our youth are married. Is that not a crisis? So, um, I mean, we're just scratching the surface yeah. here. Um, we, we run out of time. Yeah. Deep, yeah. Where can people learn more about your work? Your, uh, to be going to the website. Research about, um, yeah, so we've got three projects. Uh, the Mental Health Project uh, called The Pursuit of Happiness. So it's eight factors that make everybody happy and content. Uh, it's academically backed, so we want funding for that. We've got the National Schools Project to, to help the whole country know about who Muslims are um, and happily after the marriage project. So if you go to drdean.com, but really, if, inshallah, if you can subscribe to Dr. Dean TV on YouTube, that's where I'm going to be doing this kind of podcast. Okay. As soon as we'll start talking about these stuff, you can come down as well. Okay. Inshallah. I'll be done now, it's quick. I'll bring some. Uh, some you can use the sound effects. I know exactly what happened. That, that, so that went quick though. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, inshallah, I'll see you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dr. Dean TV on YouTube, Instagram, all the rest, inshallah. Assalamualaikum, thank you. All of that, all of that, all of that. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, I've been your host, Dr. Salamba. Uh, my co hosts have been absent today, but uh, I think I did okay, Doc. Yeah, I'm uh, If you like the episode, give it a like and a share. Uh, tell your friends about it. Any youths you know as well. And uh, yeah. Until next time, have a merry puppies. <laughs>
Uh, 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 uh,